Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast ad? I do, but what would we mention? So I think that we could probably put together an ad for a show called The Podcast Minds. There, but for the grace of pod, go we. You know, it's a podcast where we both pitch each other podcast ideas instead of doing one ourselves. Yeah, it's a podcast pilot pitching project. Totally. It's We should mention that it's a comedy show, right? Where we throw out ideas like getting weirdly deep into the themes of Jumanji. Is that one a podcast? No, no. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a podcast idea that is actually a front for me to talk to you about hyperfixations I got. Oh, that's uh, most of the things that you hit me with. Uh, what about instead if we just talked about all the different ways you could do a rewatch of Lost? Oh, that sounds like you just did what I did, but <laughs> you said it in a positive voice. Okay, and along the way, what if we pitched ideas like, I don't know, Epic Rap Battles of Mystery, the Lin-Manuel Miranda podcast? Listen to the podcast minds. There before the grace of pod, go we on your podcatcher of choice on the Moonshot Network. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! Every Friday. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm uh, Martin. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Martin tells me what I should have done instead. That's right. And this week, we are once again covering Mysterious Nashville. Um, the Mysterious Nashville. <laughs> the geocaching exploration ARG that encourages people to... Appreciate, touch grass. Yeah, the touch grass. The touching to grass ARG. The world around them. <laughs> <laughs> I these episodes are a little weird uh recording wise because we have not released the first half. So uh, it's just like uh, we just talked about the smart I'm ready for part 2. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I the only thing that has changed in my life since then is that um my desk chair broke a wheel so I am recording from a slightly oh. creakier chair. <laughs> I I turned 31, so uh, worse fates could happen, Mark. <laughs> I'm an older man than I was when I recorded the last episode. That's true. <laughs> You've aged a whole year. A whole year. Well, <laughs> before uh, time slips, time... B- before time keeps slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, what do you say we get into part two of Mysterious Nashville? Yeah, so uh, you may remember, because it's been a shorter time than usual, uh, the last thing that happened was uh, there was a little Halloween event. Uh, this is October 2021, uh, yes. where participants were like given a bunch of locked pages, and one of them was like, hey show up at, like, this this bar and, like, wear a costume. Like, there won't be puzzles, but it's time to just, like, hang out with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I... Oh, in, yeah. in the interim, like, literally this morning, I joined the Mysterious Nashville Discord because I just, like, wanted to poke my head in and be like, hey, thank you for sending us this, like, this this rules, um, and we're going to cover it, and the episode is coming out, whatever. Um... <laughs> I, it's a very, it's a pretty small Discord, uh, and I would say probably, 
50% of their off-topic channel is, like, local Nashville people making plans to, like, meet up with each other during the week. Hell yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, that's what I expected, but it's still very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, if you're you're in Nashville and you liked... Actually, I probably shouldn't put an open invitation to people to join a Discord I'm not a part of from a city I'm not in. I don't know the culture, but I'm I'm glad people are having a good time. And I, I hope that if that is a cool thing for people from Nashville to join, I hope they do. But at, not at my invitation. <laughs> <laughs> it is the, the Discord is linked on, on their website, by the way. It's, oh perfect. Okay. Yeah, they have We're a link. We're probably to it. safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's how I found it. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was where we left off. They had their little Halloween gathering, um, and then all was silent until December twenty twenty one. That was when on the twelfth, players got a email from Mysterious Nashville saying that they had lost contact with their artifacts acquisition specialist Anaya Martinez, and they wanted players to follow her clues. And meet at her last known location. Um, and the email told okay. players what she was last seen wearing and that she had been on an expedition to retrieve an object which demonstrates spatial and temporal transpsycholocative properties. Okay. Um, and so following the clues from the email about uh, Anaya's last known location, uh, participants found a sculpture uh, near the river called the Ghost Ballet Sculpture. Are there pictures of this online? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a very big sculpture, actually. <laughs> uh, it's it's called Ghost Ballet for the East Bank Machine Works. Uh, okay. It's a public art installation of modern sculpture. Uh, and they found on the base of the Ghost Ballet Sculpture, there was a little sticker uh, with a password on it. Uh, that said first, and then a alphanumeric password. Um, and so that gave them the password to the page mysteriouswebsite.com slash first. I love that so many, like, passwords in this are just like, yeah, we duct taped a piece of paper to a thing that says the password on it. <laughs> it's really good. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not saying that sarcastically. Like, it's just like, yeah, you found the thing. Here's, you know, it's us because we put the thing here. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's simple, like, but it works. Yeah, like they don't really feel the need to obfuscate it. They're like, "Well, you came out to this physical location. Like, we're gonna give you the reward. We're not gonna make you work any harder for it." Hmm. Um. And so the the page first when you unlock it says, "Follow Timmy's gaze until you find the eight steps up that lead to eighty steps down. Plug your nose, muster some courage, and descend. You will not need to reach the bottom to find what I have left for you." Okay. And this led players to a statue of Timothy Demonbrun, in uh, who is a French Canadian fur trader. Uh, who apparently has a statue in Nashville. Okay. And they followed the gaze of the statue uh, to find another password in the stairwell of an underground parking garage. Hmm. Cool. And once they got... And, uh, so once they plugged that in and they opened the page second, uh, it... 
appeared to be a blank page. Okay. But if you highlight the page, it shows the URL of a Spotify playlist. Alrighty then. And if you go to the Spotify playlist, it is a playlist called Vibes by Anaya Martinez, the missing <laughs> uh, staff member. Um, and players were savvy enough to find that the next page they were looking for was probably slash third. Um, and so they took the first letter of each song that wasn't a instruction to skip it. Like, there are a couple songs on here that say, ignore me, this doesn't count, skip this. (laughs) (laughs) And so they had to work around those and uh, take the first letter of every other song to unlock the page third, uh, which gets you a message from... Anaya that says, sorry, messengers, I know you've asked me not to make my own puzzles, but I'm getting pretty good at it. You should use some of my ideas. Either way, I'll be waiting for you at numerical coordinates around the corner of the clock tunnel. For some reason, this is where I found the artifact we've been hearing about, and the clock is missing. I thought we were told it would always be here, and always was. I feel like I need someone else to come and check this out. Give Macaulay and Jacob a heads up, I found it too. I'm going to keep poking and prodding at this gold thing I found deeper in the tunnel. You'll get a laugh when you see it. I hope it's as valuable to research as it sounds like it might be. See you soon. <laughs> cool. And so this was the uh, the tunnel that players had first visited in, in June, one of the like underground tunnels that they were set to um, that had a, a clock in it. And so a group of players were like, well, I guess we better, we better go out to the tunnel and like meet Anaya there. Uh, and so they went, but they found that she was no longer there. Ooh, mysterious. Uh, yeah. They found, uh, her leather jacket, uh, a, a notebook that was in the pocket and the weird golden object that she was investigating, which was a golden statue of a gorilla. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, And the notebook said, if this object does have the properties we expect it to, I should limit skin contact as much as possible. Follow up with research about the clock being missing. I love this ARG's dedication to giving out just weird items and saying like, no, we swear this thing's magical. Don't touch it too close. Keep it under wraps. But like, I promise you this is the device. And it's just a little, a little weird statue. It's very good. It's, it's not as little as you think it is. Is it it's, not? It's a pretty substantially sized statue of a gorilla, I would say. You sent me a picture and it, it looks kind of small. But yeah, I, I guess, I, I'm, I guess I'm next probably to a person... Yeah, I guess I see a person. It's it's pretty small. Okay. I'm looking at this close up, and it seems like larger than I would expect. Um, but one of the players <laughs> took it, uh, and they arranged a discreet drop off in early January uh, to leave it for the mysterious Nashville research team for further study. Um, and Anaya was still missing. And uh, Mysterious Nashville claims that locating her was their top priority before dedicating more time to odd things. Okay. And on January 16th, players got an email from Bryce, uh, who had been one of their, um, like their guys at Mysterious Nashville, like their their points of contact, uh, saying that all of the team members were either taking personal time off or focusing their time on searching for Anaya. And Bryce had taken the time to put together 
uh, an archives document, which is in fact the archive that we are using as our outline. Hell yeah. Shout out. Thank you. Uh, which you can also find at mysteriouswebsite.com slash archives. Cool. Yeah. On January 26, 10 days later, uh, the mysterious Nashville team sent out an email uh, listing everywhere they had searched for Anaya um, unsuccessfully. And uh, the email also said that a member of the team, uh, Husnayan Kumar Marsh, had called another team member that morning with important information, uh, but the call cut off before he could explain himself. And the players had to find where Hustein had parked his car in order to get information uh, from him. But the only information that the players got was he's in front of number 105 at the empty building. <laughs> Okay. And so the players had to put all of the uh, locations that the team had searched for Anaya, they had to plot them on a map and connect the points to uh, spell out the word e-bowling. <laughs> okay, like bowling, but online. Yeah, uh, which they determined to point towards Eastside Bowl, the bowling alley. Uh, and when they got there, they were able to find the parking spot where Hustein's phone was lying in a pool of an unidentified substance. Oh, you love that. Uh, and the car was no longer there. Huh. Okay. Uh, and they were able to follow footsteps uh, from the phone to find a larger puddle of goop with just a disembodied pair of shoes. Hell yeah. I I love that someone's job was, hey, I need you to make me a goop. Yeah. We got a thing for the ARG. Give me the goopiest goop you can make. It used to be a dude, if that helps. Uh, and and uh, his, uh, his staff bio is now on the in memoriam section of the team page. <laughs> More companies should have an in memoriam section on their website where they just list all of their past employees who have passed away. All of their past employees who turned into sludge. <laughs> yes. Honestly, if you get turned into goop on the job, McDonald's should have to honor you in their website. I agree. <laughs> I love I love how they've set up this little like fake crime scene. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> they really did just get a pair of shoes and put them on top of a pile of slime. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, and apparently another group of players uh, independently decoded the message and came and found the scene later on and took their own photos of it. Uh, and they also found a broken pencil and an unfinished note near the scene. Can you imagine being the second group of people that finds the goop body? You go to your <laughs> website, you're just like, hey, do you all know that, that what's his name got turned into goop? And people are like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we goop. know, we We've know, but we, <laughs> please stop posting about the goop. We've heard about the goop. <laughs> Could you imagine being like a regular bowling alley patron and, <laughs> and seeing that? <laughs> Truly, if I worked at a bowling alley and I walked outside and I just saw a pile of goop with shoes in it, I my thought would be, I don't get paid enough to deal with this, and I would drive away. 
bunch of people staging a crime scene that was just a puddle of goop. Hey, what are you guys up to? Oh, we're, uh, so we're putting out a fake thing of goop. Please don't touch it. Um, it's for a game. We promise this isn't a body. <laughs> oh my god. Um, on February 12th, um, two more members of the Mysterious Nashville team went missing. Uh, Mysterious Nashville made a series of Instagram posts that mentioned in the captions that, uh, that two of their team members had gone missing. They were missing posters for, uh, a bunch of their team members, and they asked people to, uh, help find them. And they also said that they were going to go temporarily dark, um... Because they uh, they thought that they were being specifically targeted. Uh, they mm. said, there's a chance we are being targeted. Coincidence is unlikely. We messengers shall remain available to contact, working from a secure location along with the rest of our team. I don't think it's a coincidence that one of us got turned into goop. I would like to avoid <laughs> becoming goop. Yeah. I'm going to chill. Uh, and players found that uh, the most recently missing... Uh, members on the on the team on uh, the website were Yasin and Sherry. And on March 8th there were three new Instagram posts with missing posters for uh, Rosanna Dixon, Mark Proctor, and Marcos Irvine uh, with captions that said, please tell us if you know the whereabouts of any mysterious Nashville team members. We are working full force to locate those who are missing and bring them home safely. To do so, we must understand who or what is responsible for these disappearances. We shall provide updates when possible. Those who left our secured location have stopped responding to our schedule check-ins. There was only so long that our entire team was willing to remain isolated and in hiding. Okay. Um, and... And uh, like the staff's bios on the website kept cha- uh, kept slowly like changing over to being listed as currently unavailable. Okay. On March twenty sixth, uh, players got an email saying that someone with the initials BB had left uh, the secure, mysterious Nashville location and missed a check in. Uh, the email said that they had received an unmarked envelope. Uh, at the location containing a note in BB's handwriting. Um, and mm. it linked to a page uh, that was password protected uh, by BB's full name, uh, which was Bryson Beach, as listed on the team page. Uh, okay. And if you unlock the page, it revealed a photo of uh, numbers, letters, and symbols scrawled on a strip of toilet paper. <laughs> and the players deciphered this uh note in several parts uh the first part was a set of coordinates for a public library in nashville uh the second part deciphered to give i assume the dewey decimal number of a specific book in the library uh and the third part was a book cipher which you had to use that specific book for. Uh, it was a travel guide to Alaska. Cool. Uh, and it deciphered to a message from Bryson Beach, 
uh, said, any hotel can't stay endless. They are surrounding residents. Must leave to survive too quiet outdoors. Bring help to. Uh, and the end of the message was cut off by a tear in the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and for the, the travel guide of Alaska, you, you will recall from last time, apparently the, the previous, uh, project before this was Mysterious Anchorage. Yeah, I remember the mention of that last time. Yeah. I wonder what happened at Anchorage. I wonder. Everyone's favorite uh, city. <laughs> on April 25th, or April 28th, uh, participants got a email um, outlining that uh, the mysterious Nashville team was in trouble. Most of them were missing um, because they were so understaffed. It took them too long to find the hotel that uh, Bryson was referring to in his toilet paper message. Uh, they had found it, but he had like already disappeared uh, despite the room still being rented. And... Um, the uh the team were able to find his wallet and some like personal items in the parking lot uh and they asked the players to sneak into Bryson's hotel room and look for clues of what had happened to him and what he knew about the disappearances um okay. and the email also had a series of puzzles and the first player to finish the puzzles would be invited to break in and investigate the hotel room. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, the first puzzle uh, was a chess puzzle uh, that gave the password to uh, page mysteriouswebsite.com slash page one. Okay. Uh, and that page only has the... Uh, Mysterious Nashville logo and a button to a second page, uh, which is a password locked page that, uh, that is called The Password is Right Under Your Nose. The password is mouth. Uh, the password, the password is actually right under your nose. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, and this page gives you a hint to look, uh, in the, in Fort Nashboro in Nashville. Uh, to look under the eagle, where players went and they found a clue under the eagle in Fort Nashboro. Uh, they found graffiti that said 21C. Uh, and that was the password for location two on the website. Okay. Uh, and that uh, page has a series of instructions um, to go to the... Uh, 21C Museum Hotel, which was near uh, Fort Nashboro, uh, and it has a step-by-step guide to uh, proceed from one piece of art to the next, and basically like asks you questions about those piece of art, uh, those pieces of art. That's like count how many mosquitoes surround the column. What is the name <laughs> on the man's arm in this painting? Uh, and then, like, tells you what, like, the final password should be. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which is very cool. I I kind of like that they 
made like this kind of turned into like a puzzle where it's like oh you have to like go to a place and look at things and answer questions about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i like that a lot i i love that kind of interaction and that got them the password to the last page uh which had instructions to find a lockbox. um it says you're looking for a dictionary Seek the grapefruit fish wall in East Nashville, and nearby there will be a large green metal box. Look carefully, and you will locate the dictionary. Leave it affixed to where it is, and open it discreetly. You will now notice that you are missing a key. You will find the key tucked within the lion's paws if you walk one block to your east. Follow the instructions in the dictionary. Be very sure that you are not spotted by any nefarious onlookers, that you lock it again afterwards, and that you walk to return the key to its designated location, hidden in the lion's paws. Okay. Uh, And players found a lockbox disguised as a dictionary... Uh, attached to a metal box in <laughs> in East Nashville. Um, and they were able, players were able to grab three out of the four tokens of completion out of this box uh, before the lockbox was stolen by <laughs> uh, pedestrians. Okay. And uh, the players who got these uh, tokens of completion... Plus uh, a couple others. So six players in all uh, for uh, were the first ones to complete this challenge. And those six players uh, were given the location of Bryson's hotel room, plus uh, information about where the key card had been hidden. And we're told basically like, okay, sneak into the hotel, get past the staff, and use the key card to like enter this actual hotel room and look Sneaking for into clues. a hotel room is incredible. It's it's great, and apparently they like actually set up sort of an escape room situation inside the hotel room. That's so cool. Like they had a bunch of lock boxes that the players had to like search the room to find like the codes and keys for <laughs> that's incredible is this was it a like is this the local hilton or is it like a do you have any idea if it was like know. a like a local like i don't know and it sounds like to say an independent hotel but like a bed and breakfast or something like that where it was like we can make this work it sounds like it was just I, a hilton if they're using that kind of uh yeah keys from the and photos stuff. it looks just like basically like a generic hotel room hell yeah and like I assume from the fact that they had to like hide the card the card key somewhere that like mm-hmm. that's what it was. That's cool. That's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, so yeah, they they searched the room. Uh, they opened all of the lock boxes. They found a cloth covered in occult symbols. Uh, they found a package of catfish from the supermarket. Uh, okay. A whole catfish. Uh, which was reminiscent <laughs> of a Instagram post that um, Jacob had made uh, showing a entire catfish that he'd found on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, they also found that the bathtub was full of balloons. Okay. And some of the balloons had notes inside, um, and they were able to find a bunch of hidden notes from Bryson around the room uh, referencing... Uh, that there was something pursuing him, 
and saying like he saw them in the trees and underground. Um, some of them pointed to Jacob being at the center of the disappearances, saying, make him take responsibility and it's not his fault. Okay. Uh, they also found a book that had its pages ripped out. Uh, that were hidden across the room and had specific parts underlined, um, talking about punishment and rehabilitation, hero worship, um, breaching social norms, and also goblins. <laughs> okay. Uh, which Jacob's Instagram had also documented uh, several interactions with. They're just... I do remember someone's job being listed as the Goblin King or something along those lines. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Jacob (laughs) had a bunch of, like, Instagram posts of just, like, these creepy goblins. Okay. Which, um, I learned today that this... I I learned from looking in the Discord today that, uh, this, this one that is in, like, a weird tunnel was taken, it's literally a photo of Spaceship Earth at Disney World. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that one of the GMs just photoshopped a goblin into. Hell yeah. Um, and apparently the goblins are just like, they found a bunch of like, creepy like CGI stock photos of like the same goblins and just like took the watermarks off of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad to look at though. Um, and uh the players also noticed that in this like ripped up book there were a string of page numbers circled um that they were unclear on the meaning of um and so they left with all of the information and the next day the mysterious nashville team sent a representative to officially check out of bryson's room okay and they told the players that uh, they had neglected to document two artifacts and two messages of significance. Uh, one was a glass jar of water with the name Ulysses inscribed on the lid, like the players had been instructed to make earlier in the game. Um, <laughs> a small bottle of an unidentified viscous liquid. Uh, the words, he is ours, which showed on the mirror when you fogged up the bathroom. And they had also missed a message carved into a bar of soap that said, they're (laughs) alive in storage. Find the storeroom. (laughs) The most important clue, it sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, imagine uh, checking a hotel room for clues and not checking the bar of soap to see if anything had been carved into it. Did you even, (laughs) why'd you even get the key? If if you're going (laughs) to leave this, come on, guys. (laughs) Couldn't be me. It sounds like they went to so much effort, like, setting up all of the little details of this little hotel room, and that fucking grips. Yeah, this sounds incredible. Yeah, like, jokes aside, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to play an arg that's like, hey, this guy went missing, like, turn over this whole room, like, tear this thing apart, and, like, figure out what happened to him. (laughs) Uh, On June 11th, the Mysterious Nashville account on Instagram started um, posting, like, Instagram stories of a flashlight shining into the dark. Um, and players who messaged the account 
We're told that uh, the messengers of Mysterious Nashville were searching for the storeroom that had been mentioned in the soap bar message. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And on the 11th, uh, Mysterious Nashville made three Instagram posts of um, videos of someone shining a flashlight like down a tunnel, it looks like. And uh, they have instructions that say, Bring a light and shine down the grate to see the message we've left. The first who arrive should also find a crucial second part of the message suspended from the grate itself. Pull it up to the surface and share with the other participants of the Discord server. This is our only chance of guaranteed success. We left you a message at one of the last openings above ground we passed. We don't know the exact location, but there were several identifiable scents coming from above. Sesame, poppy, onion, garlic, coffee, fresh cut grass, gasoline, and more faintly beer and smoked meats as well. The sound of cars passing was loud, but further off we hear voices and the swing of metal through air, then impact. We have reception again, but only for a moment. We think we're getting close to the sewer room, but we're not alone down here. Their footsteps are audible just beyond the reach of our light. Hmm... Uh, and so the players determined that the location of the grate uh, that they were being led to was a grate in the sidewalk near the tunnel that they had already visited twice now. Okay. Um, and we got one a favorite tunnel, was, you know? We got a, yeah. We got our, we got our, our hitters, you know? Yeah, it's our favorite tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and one player was able to successfully find the grate and pulled up a string attached to a envelope uh, that contains stickers with letters written on the back that spelled out underground. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, uh, and I quote the Mysterious Archives, instead of shining a light down to see the message below, participants chose to venture underground themselves to locate the paper left behind. Yeah. Good job. Instead of literally doing the thing they were told, they actually went underground. Uh, And they found a big piece of paper with last resort spray painted on it. Okay. Um, And they found uh, mysteriouswebsite.com slash last resort and realized that underground was the password to this. Gotcha. Uh, And this gets the... This brings you to like a weird puzzle page that has a scrolling ticker that says for emergencies only please refer to instructions in the employee guidebook uh it has kind of like a weird color grid and a weird like jumble of letters and numbers okay uh and the players realize that if you overlaid the color grid uh, over the letters and numbers, it highlighted a specific string that got you a YouTube URL, uh, which has the title, The Password is Courage Trailer. Uh, <laughs> and so they were like, oh, the next page password must be courage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that has a puzzle from the challenges pages, uh, which you started doing last time, I believe, uh, which has a password derived from musical notes. Okay. And they were able to solve that because they'd already done it through the challenges. They got like the musical note password, 
Uh, and this sent them to a page that said, contact the orchestrators. This contact form is meant to be for emo- emergencies only should the messengers be unreachable. We shall address your concerns at our soonest convenience. If your current emergency is life-threatening in any way, please do Im- immediately remove yourself from the situation. Remain indoors unless your emergency is indoors, and in that case, remain outdoors. <laughs> and it has a little form to fill out. Uh, at the bottom it says, Who's nine? Do not submit any more complaints regarding available snacks in the office. This is not an appropriate outlet for those remarks. <laughs> um, but it has a little emergency fill that you fill out. Uh, it has, uh, like a little, another little survey form, uh, for the players to do that has, like, name, what is the nature of your emergency. Uh, this emergency requires immediate attention. Strongly disagree to strongly agree. Uh, it says, please select each of the following that apply to your current emergency. Unexpected natural disaster. A participant has been misplaced. Interdimensional leakage. Flooding has returned in sub-basement B. The messengers are speaking in Latin again. Office location has been compromised. Anaya has located the living key. The windows aren't leading outside anymore. Or other. <laughs> uh and and players were able to send out like an sos message to the mysterious nashville orchestrators um and they got back uh the next day on june 12th a story was posted to instagram that had the message emergency recorded assistance incoming okay i like how much more is happening in each of these individual updates the the game seems to have slowed down a bit when it, like you get a, you know one a month or something like that but mm-hmm. i like how deep each of these goes every time they do update yeah it's 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 very good like kind of last time felt like or like the first i i guess chapter quote unquote felt like it was kind of like introducing the players to like the world of mysterious dashville and like here's what this game is going to like be about and like we want you to like learn these locations and like meet each other and appreciate the world around you and it it feels like we've also kind of turned a corner now into like hey like we're doing actual plot stuff but like this is still the same game that you've been playing and we've we've kind of like eased you in to like all of these puzzles and like places that you're going to go it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I feel like we keep saying this about this arg, but like, cool arg. Cool arg, <laughs> good game. <laughs> uh, on June 18th, uh, there was another Instagram story that had the message, emergency addressed, assistance provided. And later that day, players got an email saying that after they had reported the emergency, more messengers had been reallocated to assist with the missing employees. Uh, they had found the storeroom and secured the content, but they had not found the culprits responsible for the disappearances. Um, and the players were also given a phrase in Latin, I think. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and a link to a locked page that said what once stood at this location. Uh, hmm. And they found... Oh, no, this is in Spanish. Never mind. I'm getting my, my fucking languages mixed up. It's um, basically <laughs> the same language. It's romance languages. They're all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were given a message in Spanish, uh, which also had a citation that said page 341. Um, 
and a locked page and a clue what once stood at this location. Uh, they found that it was a reference to a bottling plant that had once stood in Nashville, and the password was bottling operation. Um, they got into the page and they got instructions that said, find yourself at the spring house, continue southwest, take the grassy path at the fork, not the bridge, continue past the amphitheater, follow the rocks through the brush and upwards to find the back entrance to their tunnels. This is where our messengers have left what you need. We suggest taking one bottle per participant. Inform us of whom you have claimed for the following instructions. Uh, and following... These instructions led players to a park that was built uh, at the site of this like former bottling plant, and they found a hidden pipe that had once again a mailbox inside. Okay. And inside the mailbox were bottles like the one uh, that had been found in Bryson's hotel room. Uh, they were tiny little bottles, and each one had um, a small figure of a person with the initials of a mysterious Nashville employee written on the bottle. Hmm. And uh, eventually, all of the missing employees had been accounted for, with the exception of Husnine and Bryson. And the players who had received these bottles uh, were given the instruction that they needed to transfer the contents into uh, one of the Ulysses vessels they had made uh, back in the previous September. Okay. In order to restore the employees to their proper state. Okay. Uh, and a week later, a series of Instagram posts went out uh, from Mysterious Nashville saying like, hey, our employees are fine. They lived, except for Bryson and Hussein, <laughs> <laughs> who are now on the in memoriam section of the page that has a little uh, button that says pay respects. Yeah, don't worry, everyone lived, asterisk, double asterisk. <laughs> I like that when you, when you click the pay respects button, it just adds a little thing to the URL that says, thank you for paying your respects to Bryson. but yeah they they made a post that said like uh we are pleased to report that the cleansing of the effigies was a success (laughs) (laughs) well hell yeah and thus ended chapter two of uh of a serious nashville okay and there was once again another kind of break until november 2022 okay uh, in which they posted an Instagram story with the image of a clock, um, and players found that, uh, they, uh, Mysterious Nashville had once again been posting on TikTok, uh, but they were also making corresponding Instagram stories. So all of their cool. little, like, Hey, like we hit a little geocache uh, TikToks were now accompanied by Instagram stories, uh, which just generally made them harder to miss. Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I like that. Good the good cross promotion. Yeah, um, remember our friend, the assistant to the orchestrators, the guy in the black morph suit, who the players had to like go to a cave to find at, at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 
So on November 26th, uh, several new participants started to join the Mysterious National Discord. And it eventually came out that they had matched with the assistant to the orchestrators on Bumble and Tinder. Yeah! (laughs) Is this in-game or out-of-game? I think it's in-game. I'm looking at the (laughs) Tinder page. It says, the assistant, 31, assistant to the orchestrators at Mysterious Nashville. Pansexual, lives in Nashville. About me. First time getting out in the dating world in Nashville. I move a lot for work, which has been the main focus of my life for too long. I'm hoping to meet some cool people in the area and not let Mysterious Nashville control my whole schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. It's not... I was worried it was just like, yeah, David said we were tindering back and forth and he said that he did this thing called Mysterious Nashville. Nashville. No, the profile picture is literally the assistant in the black morph suit playing the guitar. Incredible. This fucking rules. Imagine getting into an art because you matched with one of the NPCs on Tinder. That, per- Marn, we can't release these episodes. I want to steal too many ideas. <laughs> I can't let our audience know where I'm getting all of my inspiration. Fucking awesome. Hold on, I need to look at the Discord to see if anybody screenshotted the Bumble uh, profile. <laughs> I assume it's about the same, right? I I guess. Um okay, the first <laughs> the first message that mentions Bumble is Are we all here for Bumble? How long has this been going on? <laughs> <laughs> And someone said, how the fuck did you get here from Bumble? And they said, I found this guy yesterday. <laughs> and one of the players said, what the fuck? Why is he there? I mean, I miss that guy. We met him once in a cave at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the bubble account is supposed to be the same. It says, uh, first time getting out of the dating world in Nashville. I move a lot for work. Uh, looking for love, but if the right one doesn't come along, I can always use new friends outside the mysterious Nashville office. My basics, 5'11", active, socially. Uh, drink socially, smoke socially. <laughs> oh, the, the assistant to the, to the orchestrators is an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> My interest, bars, sci-fi, electronic music, gin, exploring new cities. <laughs> Oh yes, fuck yes! Someone screen capped uh, the the questions on Bumble. Perfect. <laughs> Favorite quality in a person is a fully corporeal body that doesn't phase in and out of existence. I get way too excited about mellow ambient music. My real life superpower is <laughs> levitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Good stuff. This is awesome. I love that they did this. Mm-hmm. I love that I love that they did this and the players had to find out about it via like new people coming into the Discord and being like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the perfect way. Oh, I love that. This is so fun. <laughs> These pictures are so fucking funny. <laughs> all pictures of uh the assistant in uh in a black morph suit like uh lifting weights and shit he he needs 
just like the picture of the guy in the morph suit holding up a fish he caught. Just all your classic shots. So good. Oh, man. This rules. Good shit. (laughs) Incredible that the player's reaction was, what the fuck do you mean he's on Bumble? (laughs) 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 Um, On December 11th, uh, players got an email from Mysterious Nashville about the Goblin Task Force. Uh, saying that their employees had formed a goblin task force to ensure that uh, participants would no longer be put in harm's way. Okay. As the search continued. Uh, And they had organized uh, information about and photos of the goblins uh, under goblins. What we know. Let us first acknowledge that these creatures have not self-identified as goblins. We're simply using the term due to American familiarity with the name from folklore and other fictional works. Photos courtesy of Jacob L. Kristoff. Sure. Origin. D0.008 suspected. Method for interdimensional travel. Unknown. Demeanor. Possessive. Vengeful. Dwellings. Recently found in drainage shuttles under Nashville streets, as well as in trees. (laughs) (laughs) Other info. Affinity affinity for potions. Various effects. Diet consists of fish and forage plants capable of human speech. Oh man! Uh, they also <laughs> added two uh, two members to their team, um, Juno Gardner and David Kim, um, and also they added Goblin Task Force to a bunch of people's bios. <laughs> I would love to be on a Goblin Task Force. I'm gonna add it to my bio. I'm on Blue Sky. <laughs> no one cares about what's on there. I'm going to start calling myself that instead of the Time Wizard. I'm the Moonshot Goblin Task Force (laughs) Director. Honestly, that's closer. You keep all the goblins in line. That is what you do. (laughs) My my Twitter bio now has a semi-professional cat herder in it, which I feel is pretty close. Uh, Mysterious Nashville also promised players that they would return to finding odd things for them to look at, taking a step back from the dangerous activities, and focusing again on explorations and gatherings. (laughs) On January 17th, uh, the players got a new email that had a link to a new page on the website called A Step Forward uh, that has a pictographic puzzle, a button to a locked page, and instructions that say, this is not the password, but it will lead you there. Look atop the largest one. Okay. Uh, and players found that this image and the corresponding arrows that are kind of like hidden in like a light gray on white in this image uh, led them to decipher the different kind of like numbers and such. Uh into the ending of a YouTube video, uh, which shows three locations in Nashville uh, with an envelope taped at each location. And this was a a video from the Mysterious Nashville YouTube account. Um, And so players knew that they had to go to these three locations. Uh, They they went, uh, they found that two of the envelopes were missing, uh, but they found the third, which had... Uh, stickers with the number 1.42 written on the back. 
and they plotted a 1.42 mile circle around each of the three locations they'd been sent to. Uh, and they found that a specific park in Nashville lay within like the Venn diagram center of these three circles. Okay. And they went to the park. They found that there were snail statues in this park. (laughs) And they found that atop the largest snail statue, atop the largest one, was the password for the locked page. Cool. Yeah. Uh, And the locked page says... We shall provide a moment to look back before we look forward. We honor what came before, even while eager to explore what is ahead. We invite you to do the same. Drive until you can't, walk to the loop, bring a flower if you wish. And it has coordinates for a altar that had been created to honor the lost employees of Mysterious Nashville. (laughs) Uh, Which was like a photo that someone had left... um, at the base of a tree where people could like go and leave offerings and flowers. Cool. <laughs> the mysterious national employees who were lost to the goblin conflict of 2022. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mourn them till we join them. Oh my god! On February 12th, uh, players got a email listing 24 street addresses in Nashville uh, with instructions not to approach the homes. But to approach from the street and browse the offerings until you find a case that seems out of place. And the players found that each of these homes had a little free library outside of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know little free libraries are, are like the, the formal name of those little um, like street side boxes where people can like drop off uh, like donate books um, and take books. Yeah, there are a couple and on my street. I should check them out. Yeah, and players found uh, that at each little free library, there was a single DVD case. Um, The one pictured here is a six-movie collection of comedy movies that includes Benchwarmers and The Master of Disguise. Nice. Classics. (laughs) And uh, each of them inside had a keychain that had a string of letters and a number... Um, as well as one, a couple that had a backwards R, um, like R in, in a, in a circle. And once all of them were collected and the keychains were placed in numerical order according to the numbers on them, uh, it formed a message that said, to find the next location, you must visit the hieroglitches. Uh, which refers to a mural in Nashville called the Hieroglitches Mural, uh, which has the same backwards R symbol uh, that players were able to find. And next to that R posted on the wall was another page and its password. Okay. On just a little piece of paper. (laughs) And once they unlocked that page, uh, they got... GTF Patrol has recently discovered a totem. It feels familiar, yet it does not belong to us. The significance of this totem is as of yet unclear. We requested inspection of the totem by a group of participants. Should it benefit the inspection, the totem and any other findings 
may accompany you home. Come to a consensus with other participants before retrieving the totem. All discoveries should be photographed and shared with the messengers via the internet. Return to the cave spring. Exercise caution as the ground is slippery. Report back. Thank you, dear participants. Uh, and it has a photo of a box with the mysterious Nashville eye on it, kind of like tucked into a crack in the cave spring. Okay. Um, and players went back to the cave spring (laughs) (laughs) and they found that the, uh, the site where they had been told to find the box was disturbed, uh, but the totem remained. Uh, it was in fact a large marble slab with the eye on the front and the, the letters MBD-31 on the back. Cool. Yeah. On March 13th, 2023, we are getting into this year. Um, <laughs> Doesn't happen players often. Got a, <laughs> players got a no action required email uh, saying that the Goblin Task Force had confirmed additional interdimensional beings in Nashville <laughs> uh, beyond just the goblins. Uh, they had updated the interdimensional visitors bio page uh, with all known information about this being, uh, who is called a human V60. Okay. Uh, who is like a blue transparent guy. <laughs> uh, demeanor, no common trend across species, often empathetic in nature, dwellings, apartment buildings, single family homes, size, five feet to seven feet at full adult height. Other info. Interests are as diverse as that as the human V30. Color and translucency varies by diet. Scalp protrusions serve multiple purposes, including danger sense and intuition. (laughs) On April 1st, uh, the players got an email from Bryce Coleman, the participant liaison, uh, saying that he was focusing on training his new hire, Juno Gardner, uh, who had recently been welcomed to the team and saying that she had requested to speak directly with participants to learn more about her job and all of their experiences. Uh, and the players found uh, that there is a new chat feature on the website uh, that would open a page with a live message board where everybody could talk to Juno. Oh, cool. And she did kind of like a live Q&A with them. Hi, Juno. Yeah. Uh, she asked she asked them questions about how they got involved, what they liked about Mysterious Nashville, what they wanted to see from the participant liaisons, um, and like about their individual experiences. And then she kind of drifted into asking more specific questions, like about the totem they had discovered, uh, the interdimensional beings in Nashville. And, like, how Jacob and the goblins had traveled across dimensions. Um, and the players gave her all of the information that they had. Um, and she agreed to contact them if she had any more questions. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. On April 23rd, I I appreciate that they built their own chat feature on the website instead of just, like, having an NPC come into the Discord. Yeah, I like that a lot more. Yeah, I think that's fun. Because the Discord is fan-made, and that would, like, be a little bit weird. Yeah, and and I like it being just a, I don't know, making it more official, making it more 
um, having it be a destination rather than just a thing interacting in a fan space, I think is always, I just think is always cooler than, than it's always nice when a character drops into discord. It's always a fun event, but like, I, I like it. I think it's cooler when they do it like this. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then it's like a time locked thing and it just like closes once it's done. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, on April 23rd, um, there were new Instagram posts on the Mysterious National Instagram, um, which pointed players towards some, uh, user submitted posts on the, uh, interdimensional, uh, interdimensional beings page. Uh, it said, your submissions are now hosted on our website for public awareness. Several of you have cited beings who do not belong in D30 and sent us photos and descriptions. We previously alerted you that there have been signs of unexpected interdimensional seepage in Nashville. <laughs> uh, and these creatures are Stenia. Okay. Tritigan and Human V45. <laughs> All right. Welcome aboard. I think the first one is just a really blurry photograph of a bird. <laughs> the last one is um sucks to look at. <laughs> it's like a mascot costume, but bad. Is this the the human V forty five picture? Yeah, I I like that it's uh, it says no photo available, AI rendering provided. But I think that this is just a photograph. Yeah. Of a guy in a very bad costume. Yeah. It is bad to look at. You're absolutely right. Uh, on May 12th, uh, three new Instagram posts went up uh, that informed players of a critical error. Uh, and the captions for all of them said, uh, System malfunction, please stand by. And players noticed that the countdown page on the website had broken. Uh, it had started glitching out and was stuck at three days. Okay. Uh, players got an email later on in the day explaining that the machine had been tampered with. <laughs> and uh, the Mysterious National team was working to repair it, but they needed the players to follow up on a lead. Uh, they said that there was an interdimensional being they had been tailing. Uh, and there was reason to believe that this being had been collaborating with others who had appeared in this dimension recently. Um, and players were asked to secretly observe and photograph this being uh, at a location that they would get later uh, that coming Sunday uh, okay. in order to try and find any co-conspirators or clues um, as to how these beings were appearing in, uh, in our dimension. <laughs> and they were later given the address of a tiki bar in, uh, in East Nashville, yeah. where this creature supposedly would show up. <laughs> I, I've, one thing that I've missed in this episode is, um, the, the events being like, Times for people to get together and hang out because that was one of the yeah. more novel things about the original. I say the original part of it uh, about our our last episode, part one, uh, that I really liked in this, and it's cool to see them kind of going back to that. I like that. Yeah, and so they went to this uh, 
this bar and they found uh, a guy with purple skin sitting in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with a uh, a table that had two beers and a manila envelope on it, as if uh, the mysterious purple man was waiting for someone. Um, I I will say the uh, the the man with the mysterious man with purple skin is uh, a person that wrote into us as we were starting this episode today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, their I think their their partner messaged us and said, "Here's a photo of him driving there in his car." <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is one of the GMs who's like in in the Discord, and I know this because uh, their uh, their Discord profile picture is uh, Purple Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank Happy you for to listening you. to our show. Happy to hear you're a big fan. <laughs> um. And after nearly an hour of watching this this purple guy sit in a corner, can you imagine the level of like not having social anxiety that you need to like go to a public bar entirely painted in purple body paint and <laughs> sit there for an hour? I there's a little part of me that says I think that would be easier than just going to a bar alone regularly and trying to interact with people at least you know you stand out that is true it's one of those things that like personally i would rather like do public speaking for a group of people than like have to make small talk one-on-one i'm just very bad in social situations like that i'd rather like i I, i'm a weird mix of a person who's like oh yeah let me do i'll stream i'll say anything but like don't don't perceive me in person um I think that it's for me. It's kind of like that, where it's like, yeah, I'll go to a bar dressed as a wizard to do a wizard thing. I'll do that. I'll wear the body paint if I need to. But like to go to a bar as Andrew, that sounds horrifying. I guess that is true. And like I've I've done stuff like go grocery shopping in like a Halloween costume before. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's just something about the body paint that takes it to a, a second level for it me. Do, it does go to another level. But I think that it, it all looks um, like professionally enough done that it, it, yeah. it looks like, oh, this is a guy doing a thing, not like, what's up <laughs> yeah. with the weird guy that smeared himself with purple veneer or whatever. Yeah, true. Um, so after nearly an hour of sitting there, uh, this, this, purple, uh, this purple person got a phone call and left the bar, uh, leaving the envelope behind, and players were able to retrieve it and open it, uh, and they found... A part of the machine that had evidently been stolen from Mysterious Nashville. Okay. Uh, they found messages that had been written by the players during one of the 2021 explorations they'd been sent on. Cool. And they also found four notes written in invisible ink. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and they found... So in, in these, like, invisible ink... Uh, stickers and like the messages that have been left behind they found the clues that uh this purple person uh had been responsible for the system malfunction uh they were waiting at the bar to meet with juno gardner who had arrived from another dimension and infiltrated mysterious nashville (laughs) uh they were both trying to get home via the machine uh, but they don't trust mysterious nashville and had taken matters into their own hands 
Um, and also that the other interdimensional beings were probably arriving there the same way, and it might have something to do with the goblins. Okay. Uh, several days later, Mysterious Nashville posted a Instagram story accusing Juno of espionage and saying that they had not been able to contact or locate her. Hmm. That's no good. On June 11th, now we're getting into, like, this was two two months ago. Yeah, that, uh, I remember <laughs> June 11th. This is weird. Yeah, uh, June 11th, the players got a personal email from Bryce Coleman, Juno's boss, saying that uh, they still couldn't contact or locate her. Uh, and they were asking the participants to call her phone number directly, uh, which they had... Uh, provided in the email saying that maybe she would pick up if it was a number that she was unfamiliar with. Um, And several players called and either reached her voicemail uh, or were quickly hung up on, Um, but they kept trying and some were uh, finally able to hold a conversation to ask questions and get information out of her. Uh, And from these conversations, the players learned that uh, Juno is from Dimension 31, and she was a participant in Mysterious Brooklyn. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And the goblins were also appearing and causing trouble in her dimension. Uh, All she remembered was waking up in our dimension after drinking from a small brown bottle she found during a Mysterious Brooklyn exploration. Uh, which was similar to what some, uh, what players had seen happen to Jacob on his Instagram. He had like drank a, a strange potion, uh, like a strange brown potion and like woke up in a different dimension. <laughs> uh, and she said that once she got to our dimension, she, contacted Jacob to help her get a job at Mysterious Nashville, but kept her background a secret. Uh, She said she was working with other interdimensional beings who all had appeared in our dimension after drinking from a brown bottle uh, not long after goblins appeared in their home dimensions. Uh, And she was demanding that Mysterious Nashville give her the machine so that she and everyone else could get back to where they came from. Uh, but she didn't trust them to help her themselves, and she wanted to do it alone. And okay. Mysterious Nashville later posted uh, three Instagram posts that said, After much discussion, we have agreed to the terms set by Juno Gardner. Her co-conspirators have impeded upon the functionality of our systems and halted our research outright. Our tech team has not been able to find a workaround. We are planning a secure handoff of the machine soon, after which we plan to bring Dr. Barrett's work to completion. Hmm. Okay. On June 21st, uh, Mysterious Nashville sent a DM directly to a specific player. Um, and this, uh, this message basically said, uh, the machine had been handed off to Juno, uh, with the agreement that there would be a meetup the following morning so that Mysterious Nashville staff could oversee safe and reliable use of the machine. Um, but Mysterious Nashville had noticed that various interdimensional beings were converging at the meeting point early, apparently to use the machine unsupervised. Mm, You can't be doing that. 
So they messaged a player basically saying like, hey, we can't get to this point on short notice, but can you and the other players go and try to intercept Juno and, and her group? Okay. Uh, and the players went very quickly, but they only found the destroyed remains of the machine no. and another puddle of goo. No! Another goo? Yeah. We're getting gooed. So then, at the end of June, uh, Mysterious Nashville posted uh, a series of Instagram posts that said, The machine has been destroyed. Our research has been forced to a halt. We are envisioning what progress looks like from here. <laughs> and on June Rip. 25th, they emailed the players and said that they had accepted the loss of their machine and they would officially be leaving Nashville to operate in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. <laughs> well, I'm very excited for mysterious San Miguel de Allende. Uh, and that and that was the end of, of Mysterious Nashville, at least for now. That was the end of Chapter 3. <laughs> um, they did, on, on June 30th, uh, they did a little, like, out-of-game Q&A mm-hmm. uh, that you can find summarized in a different google doc um that includes questions such as was mysterious anchorage real uh the answer is no (laughs) there was no true iterations of this before mysterious nashville (laughs) (laughs) uh this is um yeah it is very cool uh apparently the the people behind this had never run an arg before what's up which is apparently the people behind Mysterious Nashville. This was like their first ever ARG that they ran. That's wild. They did an incredible job for a first one. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, they they did clarify uh, that they were not actually moving to Mexico. They were like, no, no, no. This is just the end. Like, we're not actually physically moving to Mexico. This is just <laughs> the end. But like. We do have people, like, we do have friends who live in that city, so if you, like, if you go visit and you tell us that you're visiting, like, we can set up a little surprise for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really fun. I'm... Yeah. It kind of ended on a, kind of a bad ending, but I think that it, I think it's really good overall. I like this. Yeah, apparently there was a a good ending that uh that the players could have gotten. It's it's sort of referred to a little bit in here. Um it says given that we remain the good ending that you were asking about for Mysterious Nashville is still a possibility, we shall discuss that with you all on a later date. Oh, this was all run just by one guy? Wild. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. It says um, they knew. Hello, sing- singular GM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild. Well, congratulations on a really cool ARG. This has been a joy to listen to. Um, I've, I've, I really enjoyed this one, and I think that I wish more ARGs were closer to this kind of mold. I love how uh, the mix between being online and on the ground. I love, I love these kind of scavenger hunty. Um, geocache ARGs. I, I like those a lot more than I like purely online ones. 
And I, I, I would love to see more of this kind of stuff. Great job and congratulations on a great arc. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Um, yeah, okay, so I, I'm learning from reading through this Discord log that the the singular GM um, was in the Discord as himself the entire time, even went on some of the expeditions with people, and they had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love a hidden GM. That's incredible. That absolutely rules. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, Martin, what do you think about the story of this ARG now that we've all wrapped up? 10 out of 10. I mean, it's not like the most involved story in the world, but like it's it it strings together very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. I This isn't exactly story related, but it is the narrative of the arc. So I guess I'm going to put this here. I As I was saying before, I wish that it had more of that early on it had some really fun like it's it sounds to me like it had a really cool like kind of hangout vibe to it more than it had a big driving story and plot and i i kind of wish it had kind of kept that more throughout i i like that um i guess cry story ish vibe to it early before it gets I say laden down with plot, and that I think makes it sound heavier and worse than it is. But uh, it's just the the kind of vibe that I really like in an ARG is much more hangout than yeah. the, the capital L lore. Um, that's how I feel about most things in general. It's why I don't like late seasons of most TV shows, because it's like, oh, uh, it's disappeared up its own butt. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I like that the the early part of this arg was kind of like hey show up like here's a here's an excuse to like show up and hang out with people from your area um apparently i'm reading in this q a the event that like people were going to be to get invitations to after completing the challenges that kind of fell through was going to be a garden party with a live goblin there <laughs> okay <laughs> I wonder how that fell out. <laughs> oh, wild. <laughs> like the like the GM has apparently has like contacts who are professional like special effect like practical effects artists and it just like the schedules didn't match up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. God. I I like this a whole lot. Yeah, I highly suggest reading this Q&A. There's also a little bit where they uh, they talk about how uh, the process that went into setting up the hotel room. <laughs> God, I will, uh, I will, I will definitely include that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but hell yeah. I, uh, what, I guess we need to keep doing with our, the thing that we do. Uh, what'd you think about the puzzles here, Marn? I, I like them. I like that. I, I did, look in the discord and get confirmation today that you could still do all of the challenges. Oh, cool. Um, I, I think some of them might require you to like actually physically see locations in Nashville. Um, but apparently they are all technically still completable. Okay. And that's what they want anyway. Like that's, you know, that's what you want. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I really like. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think ten out of ten. The puzzles in this are really fun, really cool. I I love that mix of on the ground and in 
online uh, solving so that you can get as many people involved as you can while also providing a, a an experience for the people that can get together in person. I, I really love that all. Um, really great job. And, and I think that we've alluded to this the entire time, but 10 out of 10 for fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and especially with the puzzles, I like that like they had sort of like recurring locations where like the first part where they were like go to these places and like find cool artifacts there was like okay, now remember this when we tell you to go to a cave later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I like the it 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 kind of one of the the flip side of um scavenger hunt args can kind of be like oh we we went to these different locations one time each but here you're kind of building like a a shared group of places too which is really neat a oh we all know what we're talking about we say to go to the cave um in a way Mm -hmm. that people that aren't us don't know i think that's really cool and a neat way to build community as you're playing through an arg yeah it's it's really neat and it's awesome that like the people who played this still like hang out together and are like a community i love that yeah yeah i i i think that this was run really well in a way that leads to that um you know i i just think that it is it it is a an arguing environment that is conducive conducive conductive to making friends and i think that this is a really cool uh, this to me is the height of what args can be and how they can work to bring people together to do really cool shit. And I, I am deeply envious of everyone that got to play in this and, and the person behind making this. Uh, and I am, I am ruthlessly going to rip off a bunch of stuff and make, uh, uh, strange (laughs) Ann Arbor. Everyone get ready. Yeah. I, I think that we, I I want more hyper local args with more in person experiences, and I want it now. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> also, it has to be where I live. Don't do it out in wherever you are. You got to come here and yeah, do also, it. Yeah. Also, also, it has to be in Baltimore. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, exciting for the next ARG. Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> uh, Marn, this oh. has been a blast to cover with you. Thank you for telling me all about mysterious Nashville. Should we move on to uh, recommendations for the week? Yeah, let's do it. What you got for me? What you been up to? Uh, my recommendation for the week is a webcomic that I really enjoy that has been on hiatus for a very, very long time and is about to come back out of hiatus, which is why I'm recommending it. Um, everybody go read Sakana by Mad Rupert. It is a slice of life romantic comedy that takes place in a fish market in Tokyo, Japan. It is delightful. It is free. It is online at sakana-comic.com. It's in a comics, a black and white comic strip format. It is funny. It is charming. It is one of my favorite comics of all time. Please read Sakana. <laughs> this is S-A-K-A-N-A? Yes. Um, it also was like a, one of the biggest influences on my art, my current art style. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this and I was like, oh yeah, Martin likes this. <laughs> it's really, really good. <laughs> well, cool. I'm excited to hear that it's coming back. There's nothing worse than our, or not args. I mean, there's nothing worse than args that go on hiatus. There's nothing second worse than uh, web comics that go on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. Um, it, so, a couple of the web comics I read have like are currently or are, like coming back from hiatus because like 
the people who make them went and like made an actual real graphic novel, <laughs> which is like good, good for you. But also, I want to see the rest of your comic. Yeah, fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, congratulations. Yeah. Excited to have that come back for you. Thank you. I I literally have like met the creator a bunch of times at like local cods and like own a bunch of her art prints and like I have. Actually, between Alyssa and I, I think we have the <sighs> the first volume of the of the comic imprint twice on our shelf right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the curse of getting married. You you join your households together, and you're like, oh, why do we have so many mugs? Why do we have three copies of this book? Which one of us had two copies yeah. of this book before? Yeah, and there are like uh, in like the the Hive Work store. There's like bonus comics that you can buy, and I own all of those too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. Webcomics are good. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? My Who knew about... You, you hear about webcomics, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, 2012? Uh, my, my recommendation for this week is uh, a game... Um, right now, uh, one of the big releases that's happening right now is uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios has put out. Uh, I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. Check that out. But I will point out, and my actual recommendation this week is uh, a different game that that studio made uh, before this one called Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, It is, if you look at Baldur's Gate and say, boy, you know, this looks like a lot of fun, but I'm put off by the D&D-ness behind everything. Uh, Divinity Original Sin is uh, 2. The second one is the one that I've played. I don't know about the first one. The first one could be good. Couldn't tell you. You don't need the first one to go into the second one, um, but it is a. It is also one of those um, a CRPG. I think is the the genre of it, where it's kind of a top down uh, RPG approach. Uh, except instead of playing in the Dungeons and Dragons rule set, it uses its own. It's a lot of um, environmental effects and changing your characters, doing things like lighting. You know, uh, you know, making a guy wet so that you can hit him twice with your lightning attacks. Things like that. Um, it's a really cool game and I would recommend it if you want more Baldur's Gate after you're enjoying this one, or if you, you wish you could get into Baldur's Gate, but something's not clicking for you, I'd recommend checking out, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. It's a really fun game. Uh, one of the characters you can play as a, you can play as a skeleton, uh, who heals by casting, uh, like injured spells on himself and standing in poison, um, and he has a mask that lets him turn into whatever he wants to. It, it, the game's cool. There's a dwarf that uh, changes his body parts so that he can lash out with tentacle whips and stuff. Um, there's a hot lizard man. You really can't go wrong. <laughs> but yeah, there's my recommendation. Divinity Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition. It's on Steam. It's on a bunch of different consoles. Uh, check them out. I feel like I... I've heard people talk about this game, but I didn't really know what it was until you just explained it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun RPG. If you want a fantasy RPG but don't want to play D anD D, that's that's your best one. You're you're set for it. Damn, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that with that out of the way, uh, that's our episode. So. If you want to get a hold of us outside, you can do so. We are we're still on X, everyone's favorite website. Um, I'm at co-host Sherms. I'm at Corpse Survivors, and you can find the show itself at Argonauts Pod. Uh, I'm also on Blue Sky, so find me there. Same name. Um, don't have a show set up for it because I don't think 
they don't want brands aren't for blue sky yet you know brands can't hang and i guess we're a brand at this point i think i said like a year ago that i was gonna make us a tumblr and then i didn't do that (laughs) yeah i i yeah i leave i will leave that to you i believe in you thanks (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah uh, otherwise if you want to support us as we as we navigate the tumultuous time of figuring out what we are doing on social media the best place you can find us is if you go to our website uh, moonshotpods.com there you will always be able to find links to whatever we are doing we got streams we got podcasts we got a patreon if you want to donate to us it's not really a thing we're doing but we'll take your money um yeah we got a lot going on, uh, and podcasts are great. We're great. You're great. Let's combine those. Uh, check us out. Technically, Patreon. Technically, Patreon is a thing we're doing. We do update it pretty frequently. No, you're right. You're right. I, you're right. I just mean that we're not like ah, time to log into Moonshot and join the Patreon factory. That is true. I um yeah. Join our Patreon. I was just on the most recent episodes of Champs of the Making. Yeah, I I we did a really cool. Uh, <laughs> y- y'all hear about the aliens? Well, we, we recorded a episode of uh, Once Missed Wonders, our movie show. We did it about Independence Day because we thought it'd be relevant because it's July. Uh, but it turns out it's relevant because aliens might exist. Who could say? Damn. I think by the time this is out, the, the next Once Missed Wonders will be out as well. Damn, you're right. It, this one's not coming out for a little bit. Anyways, boy, all my all, all my Baldur's Gate talk sure is old at this point, huh? Even though that, to me, that game came out three days ago. Anywho, (laughs) I think this is enough talking. We should wrap it up. So until next time, well, that's ARGS, baby. Listeners, I want to play a game. Claudia and Nicole are being held in the basement of an undisclosed abandoned building. Their task is to watch every movie in the Saw franchise before the release of Saw 10 on September 29th and provide thoughtful analysis. Your challenge is to listen to them cover two Saw films a week. In their new miniseries, We See Saw, every Monday and Thursday, here on the Moonshot Network. Let the game begin.